Real quick driven mofos, you know I don't run any advertising or sell anyone else's shit on this podcast. So the only thing that I'll ever ask from you is that you help me get this podcast out to more people and spread the word by rating and reviewing this podcast. I promise it will only take 10 seconds, so please rate and review if you haven't already done so. And thank you in advance. This is a question that was sent in from one of our community members and I'm looking forward to answering it. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I wanted to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life, to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to be answering the question, how do I know when it's important to either shut down a business or walk away from a business? And this was sent in by one of our community members. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, I have a question that I'm answering from one of our community members. Sharon sent me this message on, I believe it was my Facebook page. And so the team have grabbed it and sent it through and said, can you do an episode on it and answer this question? So Sharon's asking, how do I know when to exit a business? Um, I'm going through that cycle, so many costs going on as the owner, have engaged more freelancers, limited cash flow at the moment, struggling to pay myself, working out the cash flow balance is so hard, uh, business growth is tough. Well, it's a great question and business ownership is tough. That's why I talk most people out of running a business and owning their own business. Because in order to be good at business, you have to be good at business. And it's a certain skill set. You know, I would love to play NBA basketball, but the truth is I'm probably too short. Now, yes, if I was someone like a Muggsy Bogues who is, you know, I think it was like five foot eight or five foot 10, and he had a massive vertical leap and was a massively highly skilled basketball player, then I could probably make it. But he dedicated his life to being good at basketball. Most people who start a business don't want to dedicate their life to being good at business. They want to have a good business and they want a good outcome, but they really don't want to put in the work and the effort. They want the lifestyle, but they don't want to do the work. And to be good at business, as a business owner, you've got to be good at so many different skill sets. And this is why I've been creating our Dominate Business Program. That product is going to help businesses get to their first million dollars or at least guide them on there. I'm going to be creating the tools and templates and so on. And it's a subscription program. So you'll just be able to pay a small minimum fee every month. And from there, you'll be able to grow your business. But we've also got Business Growth Odyssey. And that's for businesses that are doing in excess of $300,000 per year and want to grow up to their first 10 million. Now we've got people in that program who are doing 20, 25, $30 million in their business. And they're still part of the program because they know that there's so much that they need to learn. Now, when most people start a business, they don't realize what it actually takes. So in order to grow a business, you have to know a lot. You've got to learn a lot really rapidly. So you normally have to learn a fair bit about marketing, sales, branding, operations, management, leadership. You then also have to work on yourself. So how does my health impact the business and my productivity? How does my family and my relationships impact my business? Like essentially everything starts revolving around the business as a business owner. Now, if you're someone who doesn't have a high value on that and you just want the outcome of being able to do what you want, when you want, how you want, then you'll normally be a solopreneur, which means that you, know, you might have a Jim's Mowing franchise 
or you might have a little small business like an electrical business and you just work for yourself and you go out there and you do a job and you get paid a little bit more, but you also have to do administration, you've got to do customer service, you've got to do all the other little tasks involved in that business. But if you want to own a real business, you have to learn a lot. Like I get a lot of people who say to me, actually, they don't say it to me, I guess so much, but I've, I hear people around say it, which is, you know, like if you're great at everything, you're an expert at nothing. And the truth is that business ownership, you've got to be good at a lot of different things. So you've got to, like, I'm not an expert at marketing, but I'm a better marketer than 99.9% of people. I'm not an expert at sales, but I'm better than 99.9% of people at sales. I'm not a great manager, but I'm better than 99.9% of people at management. And the reason is that I've had to get good at those things. Now, as the business scales, I want to hire those one percenters that are the best salespeople, the best marketers, the best at social media, the best at video editing. I want to hire those people as I go along, but I'm looking for the top like one to 5% of people who their whole life is dedicated to that one thing. Most business owners have to, especially if they're a small business and they're not funded, they then have to learn a lot about a lot of things. Because if you're not good at marketing, marketing then impacts sales. Sales then impacts cash flow. So you not only need to know about finances, you have to know about sales, you have to know about lead generation, you've got to know about marketing. You might have to know about social media, running social media ads. Then as you hire staff, you've got to then learn how to manage those staff. You then have to learn operations. You've got to learn these things because you can't manage what you can't do. And a lot of business owners waste a lot of money because they don't know what they're doing. And so they tend to hire people. Those people then just go, yeah, I can do the job. Then they do the job, you pay for it. And you're like, this isn't what I wanted. This is shit. But you just churn through that cash because you didn't know any better. Whereas because I know a lot about marketing now and I know a lot about sales, I can hire a marketing person. They come in and say, we can do this, this, and this. And I go, well, hang on, you said you can do this, but can you actually deliver that? So I'm going to hold you accountable and put a really tight noose around your neck. And should you step out of line, I'm going to fire you immediately. I go to marketing agencies and I go, hey, we need to generate leads. And they go, oh yeah, cool, we can do that. We can also do your SEO. We can do this, we can do that. And I go, well, hang on. What I want is I want you to do one thing and do one thing really, really well. And I'm going to give you 30 days to do it. And if not, you're out of here. And by the way, I'm putting in some sort of frameworks that if you don't do the job properly, I will pay you to the percentage of the job that you do. So if we need 100 leads and you tell me you can get 100 leads for something or 1,000 leads, and let's say you want to get 20% of that, I'm only going to pay you 20%. That's it. That's fair enough. And I'm going to put that in the contract that they have to sign to work with us. Because normally as a, as a small business, you will hire these people, think that they're experts, then they're going to fuck you and you're going to end up losing cash. They're going to take your money and deliver a shitty result. I've lost millions in marketing because of that. So I had to learn how to get good at marketing. I had to learn how to get good at sales. Every salesperson that we've had work for us, I've outperformed. And we've hired salespeople who are supposedly, supposedly great, but I will still outperform them and do marketing and do management and do leadership because you have to get good at those things. So business is extremely tough, but you either love it or you don't. If you want business for a lifestyle, just be a solo entrepreneur. Don't really do too much and just make sure that you understand how much money you want to make. Like that's about it but you're probably not going to live a million dollar lifestyle if you're not prepared to put in a million dollars worth of work. Like that's the truth. Jess and myself put in a lot of effort and there are times where we don't get paid for a long period of time. But when we do, we make really good money because we've earned the right to have that money. I've had it before where staff members have said shit like, Michael complains about cash flow, yet at the same time he drives around a supercar. Yeah, I'm complaining about cash flow because you guys aren't pulling your weight and now I need to start kicking you in the ass because I'm not. Go I'm going without a wage. So fucking get your shit together and let's go. 
What they don't understand though, is that in order to earn the right to have a supercar, I've had to put in 10 years worth of work, missing out on my niece and nephew's birthdays, Christmas holidays, I miss my grandmother's funeral. Like I was doing all that shit because I was working, I was either on national tour or I was traveling or, or whatever. Like Jess and myself have been working 80 hours a week for almost a whole year, every year for the last like almost 11 years now to be able to have that right. So it is extremely tough. You will be misunderstood. People will misinterpret you. They won't understand. That's just how business ownership is. So it's extremely tough. So that's number one. So my, my question, Sharon, is do you really want to run a business or do you just want the freedom that a business offers? But if you want the freedom that a business offers, then you're probably not going to create the money that someone else is going to have if they don't have that freedom. I'm free to live my values, but I also know that I don't get to do a lot of stuff. Like I could go out on weekends and things like that, but I choose not to. I choose to work because number one, it's my values, but number two, because I know the lifestyle that I want. And I wanna be able to travel the world in business class. I wanna be able to go and stay in five and six and seven star hotels. I want to be able to go and, and have amazing, do, do amazing things that other people dream of. I wanna fly in business class. That means I've gotta dedicate 100 hours a week or 80 hours a week and consistently work at things chipping away because that's the lifestyle that I want when I'm not working. But that also comes at a cost with some consequences and some sacrifice. I see in this day and age, there are way too many people on social media who are promoting this bullshit idea of business, which is like, I hardly ever work. I'm always traveling. I don't really have to do too much. I've got all this freedom and it's so easy. People like that are always trying to sell you some bullshit course in order to make it seem like there are shortcuts. But the truth is it's hard, okay? It is hard. That's why most businesses fail. So that's, I think the first thing that I really need to get across is like business is hard. It's tough. It's, it's a competitive sport. I know that if I let my guard down and I slack off for a while, competitors are going to come in. They're going to start taking market share. I want to take their market share. Like I'm working hard because I want more and more people coming to our events. I'm, I'm trying to push to gather a bigger audience. I want more people listening to this podcast. So I'm extremely driven to get that happening. That's why I work those hours. But also when I rest, like I said, I want to be able to travel business class, travel to the other side of the world, stay in a six-star hotel, I want to be able to eat the food I want to eat. I want to be able to go out because that might be the only two to three weeks that I've actually had off of working on the business for two to three years. Whereas the average person, they're working 38 to 40 hours a week. Their productivity is probably shit compared to what someone who is extremely driven is. Like I think about every hour as a dollar value. So I know my dollar value is normally around about $1,500 per hour because I can charge that for one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if, if I'm doing work in the business, I'm thinking, can I be making $1,500 an hour in the future doing this task? If I'm leading the business to business growth, then I know I'm going to get that money back in return in the future. But if I'm just thinking about, I've just got to get all this shit done, I might be doing the most small, meaningless tasks in the business that then stop the business from growing. So you really have to know what your value is. You've got to know what you want in the future. You've got to be prepared to work for it. Now, yes, over time, things are gonna get easier. So as the business grows and scales and I've got more team members and things like that, I can probably make 10 times the amount of money and there's gonna be a lot more freedom for me and I get to express my values more, but I probably will still keep working anyway because I love it. It's just, I'm gonna be doing things in a different way. So just be careful that you're not buying into the idea of I want freedom, but I also want money because normally one of those comes at a cost. You know, normally if you wanna make a lot of money, your freedom's gonna be reduced. If you want a lot of freedom, you're probably not going to have a lot of money. So you just have to decide what you want. And you might go through a decade or even two decades of sacrificing a lot of freedom 
in order to have freedom later on in life. Some people want a lot of freedom when they're younger, but they don't make a lot of money. So there are people who travel around up until they're 30 and they just travel the country and travel the world and they stay in backpackers and all that sort of stuff. They're people who they want a lot of freedom, but they probably don't have a lot of money. They're probably working for minimum wage, working in bars and so on, living off of tips. And that's enough to get them the results that they want in life. Whereas other people, they've worked for 10 years straight and now they've got a nice house. Maybe they've got nice cars. They put their kids through you know, school, private school or whatever. You've got to make the choice of what you really want. So that's really important. If you're a business owner and you're wanting to grow your business, please make sure you head to Facebook and search for my No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. It's totally free and I share tips, tools, templates, and live trainings on all things sales, marketing, leadership, management, systemization, and more, as well as how to help you to perform at your best by optimizing your mindset as the business owner. So if you're a business owner, head across to Facebook via the link in the description of this podcast and join my free No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. How do I know if it's time to exit a business? Well, you just need to know whether you love it or you don't love it. Like, what are you, what are you trying to aim for? What's the mission in life? Like, for me, I can't see myself exiting this business. Like, I couldn't. If someone came along and said, look, I'd offer you $15, $20 million for this business, I would exit it. Okay, I'd, I'd sell it, I would exit, but I'd go start something else. I'd start something else straight away and start another, another business. That's the only way to exit a business. Have I closed down businesses before? Have I stopped businesses? Yes. Why? Because I was super unclear around what my mission was. So when I go back to my younger years, I essentially did at least four or five network marketing businesses when I was younger. None of them really ever got off the ground effectively and I never made really good money. Why? Because I was never really dedicated to network marketing. I think I did ACN, which was a phone network. I did them for a while and then I was just like, why am I doing this shit? I'm a personal trainer. Like I'd rather be doing personal training and making money then dedicating all this time to building up a phone network, which like, it was cool. Some people loved it. Some people made a lot of money, but that was their full-time gig. For me, it was a a part-time side hobby and you've got to dedicate all this time to it. So all these people like, you never had to work and blah, blah, blah. Yet every night, Monday to Friday, and even on weekends, Monday to Friday, they're doing all these presentations. They're spending their Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night doing after hours presentations, plus working a job, plus spending Saturday going to the conference, then they've got to spend two or $3,000 a year going over and flying into state to go to this big conference and these big things where everyone stands around and sets these huge goals and the company talks about how great it is and everyone gets all amped up again. And off they go. I don't think for me, it wasn't worth it. So I decided that that wasn't my thing. Like there was something else I was looking for and it wasn't that. Did Amway for a little bit. Well, actually I didn't do Amway for a little bit. I signed up for it and never did anything. Um, that, was, that was another one. Uh, Juice Plus. Did that for a while. I still think Juice Plus is, they sell some great products. I know a fair few people who are still in there. I still get asked to do speaking engagements for Juice Plus and be on some of their uh, podcasts and things like that. And and for some of their teams. In fact, I was just on uh, one the other day with two of the big uh, senior leaders. So for me, I just started realizing that network marketing wasn't my thing. And there was something else I was looking for and it wasn't that. I did foreign exchange trading. I did different types of share trading. Again, I just found it was a distraction for me. It wasn't the thing that I wanted to focus on. And I made some money and then I lost some money and so on. And But I came out sort of equal. Wasn't my thing. I was looking because I didn't know how to find what I was looking for. Once I understood about what a mission is and my values and my visions, once I got clear with all that stuff, I was on track and I was off I went. And that's where I took off. So I think that the reason why most people don't know the direction in life that they really want to go and why they keep dabbling in things is because they actually don't really know what they're trying to achieve. Now I know, I just want to help people perform better. 
and I do it through all of our businesses. I love business. I love building businesses. I love teaching and educating. I love working on personal performance, mental performance. I also love working on systems and creating flow in life. So they're all the things that I just put together and I build businesses around them. That's what I love to do. But if you don't love running a business, then it's extremely hard to have a business. But I did that. I had a bikini company at least 15 years ago now. I got bought into a bikini swimwear company. I was a part of a shareholder. And the guy who was doing it was a multimillionaire. I used to do things where I used to be part of like swimsuit competitions and all that sort of stuff. And so I had a lot of contacts, brought all these women in, we're doing all these photo shoots and all that sort of stuff. And then eventually I just found that the person that I was working with wasn't a person that I felt like I could have a long-term relationship with in business. So I exited that. There are things all the time that I will try and if it doesn't work, I sort of exit. So I think it really comes down to with the first question there, Sharon, you know, how do you know if it's time to exit the business? If it's not part of your mission, you don't have the values to want to run a business. You're not really clear on what you're trying to achieve in life. I would probably, first of all, I would get clear on my mission, my purpose, and my values, number one, and then figure out whether the business fits into that. And are you prepared to go through the challenges and the sacrifices and the consequences and all that? Because business only gets harder as it scales. You know, if you go to the $100 billion businesses, there aren't many of them out there. You hear about them and it seems like there's a lot, but there's not. Like there aren't many, okay, in the scale of things. You know, I think it's something like 86% of businesses or something like that and never hit $2 million a year in turnover. So $2 million isn't a lot of money. Like I used to think it was, but it's not a lot. So business gets harder as it scales because there's more moving parts. And so you've got to get better as a business owner. If that's not something that you want to do and you're dedicated to, then it becomes extremely hard to have a business. So I would get clear on that first. The other thing is as well, is that if it's something that you're not enjoying and you don't want to put time into, then it's probably time to exit and go find something else. I really believe that life's short. You're going to die one day. No one's going to care. It's going to be the end and that's it. It's all over. If that's the case, then work backwards from that. If no one's really going to give a shit and it's all over at some point, then why not go and enjoy what you're doing now? Because it's so short. Like I know how fast the years go by. I know I only feel like it was New Year's a couple of weeks ago and now we're already in April. Like it's it's crazy how quick the year goes. I know that before I even get to execute some of our goals, it's going to be the end of the year, which is crazy. So I want to make sure that I'm doing things that I actually enjoy and feel fulfilled in because if not, I'm wasting my life. So, you know, if any of those things resonate, Sharon, it's probably time to sort of reflect a little bit. I would highly recommend coming to Thrive Time. And if you've, you know, if that's something that resonates with you, I would definitely get clear with what my success map looks like. I have worked with people before that have sold businesses that only sold it because it was an impulse decision because they were stressed out and frustrated or they just stopped the business. Like they literally just shut the fucking doors and closed everything. And then when they came to Thrive Time and we did their success map for life and got them clear on their fulfillment pillars and all that, they realized that it was such a stupid decision. I've had people who have left relationships based on impulses. And when you go through and you do their values and you balance out all their shit, they realize that they're actually with someone that could have been a great life partner, but they destroyed everything because of just their impulsive decision. So I personally don't like making those types of decisions unless it's well thought out. And I've thought through it with my mission, my purpose, my values. I know sometimes when I'm burnt out and I'm tired and there's a lot of shit going on, you know, I keep thinking, you know, is it worth it? And I question everything. But when I sit down and get really, really clear again, this is the thing that I love to do. So I just go back to it. Cash flow is always going to be a problem in any growing business. Most people don't realize this. You know, I think there's so many fantasies that people have about businesses. Like 
there are times where we will go for three to four months running in negative cash flow. And then there are other times as well where it almost just rains money. And it might be negative cash flow because we're investing in growth strategies. So we might have to expand the marketing department and grow the sales department and it costs money up front. So you're paying out all this money before money comes back in. So an investment essentially is you pay something out and then you get a greater future return. So I always think in our business, in ROI, which is return on investment and also investments and liabilities. Investment is if I put money now, am I going to get greater future return? Or a liability is if I put money now, am I going to lose money in the future? And so I'm always thinking about return on investment or ROI and investments and liabilities. If I've got a staff member and I'm paying them $80,000 a year and they produce $60,000 worth of shit, I sit there and I go, that's a fucking liability. They got to go. Whereas if I hire someone who I don't care if I've got to pay them half a million dollars a year, if they produce $10 million in income, sweet ass, like we're going well. So you need to know what you're spending and what you're getting back out of that spend. I don't want to pay for anything where I'm not going to get a greater future return or an immediate return. So you just have to be aware of that. Like when I go on national tour, that might be $100,000 out in, in costs for venue hire, for travel, for accommodation, for staff that come with us. So we might fork out $100,000. But if I can get back $700,000 or $800,000 in return over the next six to eight months, that was a good investment. Now, some people go on payment options and payment terms and all that sort of stuff. So the money doesn't, I don't just put out $100,000 and I get back $700,000 within the month. That might come over a six month period. But I know that that is an asset, not a liability. If I pay for something now and I keep doing stuff, like if I keep putting money into social media and I'm not getting any leads out of it and those leads aren't converting, then it's a waste of money. There are a lot of people who spend hours upon hours upon hours on social media posting shit and they go, look at the followers I've got. There are so many people out there who have over a million followers and don't even make a million dollars a year. That's less than $1 per person on their social media. Less than $1. Let's say you're spending $100 and you get 10 new followers. You're spending $10 per follower and you can't even generate a dollar back in return. That's a huge problem. So you just need to sort of think through things effectively. And I find most business owners don't do that well. I don't know if this resonates, Sharon, uh, if you're listening, but I just don't think that most people think about this well. When we have people come to our events, I have people with the time say to me, oh, Thrive Time, it's $2,500, that's expensive. Or depending on sometimes they might get the tickets for cheaper, sometimes they might be more expensive. But let's say the average is $2,500. When someone says to me, that's expensive, and they're a business owner, I can tell that they are shit at business because they don't understand investments versus liabilities and ROI. If you pay me $2,500 and I can change the way you think about business, and you can grow your business by 20, 30, 40% over the next 12 months, you may have gone from $100,000 a year up to let's say $150,000 a year. Let's say you've had you know, a decent growth. You've got $150,000. So that's an extra $50,000 worth of growth you've got just by changing the way you think about your business. Now you've paid $2,500 to get $50,000 back in return. Therefore, had they not made that decision, they would have had a negative $50,000 loss on opportunity. Most people don't think like this. I'm always thinking about opportunity cost. If I don't do this, what's it going to cost me in the long run? So I invest a lot of money in mentors, in coaches, in seminars, and all that stuff. I don't expect to pay a coach and to get my money back straight away. What I do is if they can change my mindset, I look at that over a 20 to 30 year time span. Like the person I am today is the person I was different in a year. The way I operate a business now is different than the way I operated it a year ago. Those bits of advice may have cost me $10,000. But that advice now 
may make me another 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars over the, over my lifetime. So when I look at that, most people just don't think about that. They're like, well, all they see is outgoing money. Those same people go out and blow cash on the most ridiculous shit, like a new car, which is a liability. Money goes out of their pocket and they're never going to get that back. They can't claim it on tax. It's gone. So most people will go out and buy a new car, but they'll say, well, $2,500 is expensive to come to your event. Every week, I have business owners who, who might have a $2 million a year business, and they'll come to me and they say, we're stuck. There's all this shit going on. I'm blowing all this cash on staff. Let's say you hire a $100,000 a year staff member. Let's say you've got four of those staff members that are non-performing. So you're paying $400,000 a year for four staff members at $100,000 each. And let's say that they're producing about $60,000 to $70,000 worth of income by the time that you take out all the management costs. So every time I have to have a meeting with a staff member, that costs me money because I have to take out my time, which I could be doing something else that's generating an income. So when I look at that and I think through that, I'm sitting there thinking, shit, you're spending $400,000 a year on four unproductive staff member. Plus you've got to reprimand them consistently. You've got to train them. You've got to keep your eye on them all the time. That's got to be consuming your thoughts. How much money are you losing because of that? So let's say all up, they're losing $600,000 a year in lost productivity cost and opportunity cost. Now, if they had hired, if they had proper management and four good people, those people for $100,000 a year could be producing half a million dollars each. That half a million dollars each then turns into $2 million of opportunity or $2 million worth of growth and less management time. So you might be up, let's say, two and a half to $3 million by having good effective staff and good management versus losing that $2.5 million by having someone that you're paying $100,000 for each plus the management costs and the lost opportunity costs of having that person or those four people in that job. That's how I think about it. So, you know, let's say it's $30,000 to come to Business Growth Odyssey. Now, that's not the price, but, you know, I'm just using round figures. But let's say you pay $30,000. For $30,000 to learn that knowledge to get half a million dollars back is a no-brainer. But most people don't think like that. They just go, oh, it's $25,000. It's gone out of my pocket. And they go, well, that's too expensive. That's why most people shouldn't be business owners because most people think like that. They don't think in opportunity cost. They don't think in return on investment. You know, if I have a shitty meal and I feel tired afterwards, I might not work. I can't function properly at my normal capacity for the rest of the afternoon. I think about the opportunity cost and the dollar value that I lose by doing that. So I go, okay, now I'm going to go back to work and I'm going to work for four hours. Out of that four hours, I'm sluggish, I'm lethargic, I feel like shit. That, that could be a couple of thousand dollars that I lost just by having a, a glass of wine and some shitty food over lunch. Now, not everyone's going to think like that, but I think business owners that really want to grow and really want to do well probably do. It takes a while to think like that, but you can train yourself to think like that, definitely. So anyway, Sharon, I really, I really hope that helps. But yeah, cash flow is always a problem in a growing business because in order to grow, growth has to come from somewhere. And normally it comes from either working more, working harder, or learning more, learning to be more effective, more efficient, and being more productive. Or it comes from investing money in certain projects that then you get a greater future return. So if you've got a business, you're probably gonna either be having to work harder, having to work smarter, or having to invest money. And that investment might be in external resources and so on to help the business to grow, or a combination of all of those three. I hope that helps everyone listening as well. This is just the way I think about business. It's taken me, I guess, a while to think like this. Sharon, I hope that answers the question. I don't know when it's the right time to walk away from your business. But I just know that if it's not part of my purpose, my values, or my mission, normally the answer is no straight up these days. 
But back in the past when I was unclear on that, I would just start walking away when I felt like no matter how hard I worked, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted or it didn't really fulfill me. I knew I wanted to be a business owner because I kept starting businesses and I kept being involved in business around business people. So yeah, I hope that helps. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. I hope you enjoy this episode and I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.